Greetings, Broken Laces. I have been loving the comments and reactions from the first few episodes, and I'm looking forward to hear what you think about today's. Today, I interview Ryan Bransifort, who has a career and passion in connecting people with local parks and trails, having spent time with NPS, Sonoma Ecology Center, and Bay Area Open Space Council. Ryan and I have met a few years back where I learned about his personal journey in utilizing the tech in your hand to connect us with the wilderness we all play in. Ryan is the CEO of Outer Spatial, whose mission is to connect you with organizations that protect and manage your favorite outdoor places. The mobile app shares alerts, posts, trail conditions such as closures, and events from your local parks all at your fingertips. Organizations can then use visitation information and gain insight from those using the park. On the podcast, we talk about tech in parks and how it can balance that thin line of connecting you while you attempt to become disconnected. All right, let's get Ryan on the phone. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Riley. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, this is great to have you. We we met, uh, I guess it's uh, within about a year and a half now, or we're coming up on two years, but uh, was fascinated with the, the work you were doing in the nexus of uh, parks and technology and thought it would be a good topic for our audience to listen to. Well, I appreciate you having me. I feel honored and excited to be here. Cool. Well, I, I know I did the little intro in the beginning, but kind of looking back at your career history... Uh, you started some work in the national park system. You did some uh, GIS work. You did some program work for the local and regional outdoor organizations. And, and now you're the CEO of a, a mobile app company called Outer Spatial. And I want to hop into that in a bit, but I, I wanted to get your origin story. So how did you get to technology? How did you arrive in this space where you're trying to kind of marriage the, the intersection of these these two in the outdoor industry? Yeah, absolutely. Um... Yeah, so my career started, I was a student conservation associate intern, uh, which for, for your listeners who haven't heard of them, I should certainly check them out. It's a really wonderful program and uh, kind of places uh, kids coming out of college, and I think they do high school as well, with uh, kind of government jobs in national parks and you know forest service lands and so forth. And you know, I was at that age where I was looking for what I was going to do after undergraduate school and ended up getting this uh, internship out at Joshua Tree National Park. And I, I was really intrigued by this particular program because uh, in this particular internship, because it was it was about technology and it was going to get me outside and, and kind of teach me a little bit about mapping and, and doing sort of field mapping with, with, you know, some of this newer technology coming out around GPS mapping and and taking it back into the office and um, kind of doing making maps and using it for conservation and recreation purposes. So that's really where I got started. And I just had a really wonderful experience uh, with that organization. And that kind of kind of set me on a path towards, you know, using technology to support public agencies and nonprofits. And I ended up transitioning to a group called Green Info Network, which is based in San Francisco and a really wonderful public interest nonprofit. And Spending a lot of my time, you know, supporting public agencies and nonprofits with uh, mapping and, and recreation planning, conservation planning, making maps and interactive maps and mobile apps and things of that nature. And just really, really enjoyed it. Um, and, 
and then I ended up doing um, some regional uh, conservation and recreation planning for a group called the Bay Area Open Space Council. And, um, you know, that that was really kind of the the origin of, of my professional career. And I, I'd say how I got into the sort of mobile app space and with regard to what I'm doing now was was really a lot of that was the foundation. But the one thing that really kind of got me moving on in that direction was a mobile app and a website that we built called Transit and Trails, which is all about connecting people to parks and open spaces um, via public transportation. This was about 2007, 2008, and maybe even a little bit earlier. And I was really interested in, um, you know, I, I had personally sold my car and I was living in San Francisco and there was a lot of really great transportation options in the Bay Area. And I really wanted to you know, do that for myself. But I was, as I was working with all these public agencies and nonprofits, they were they were struggling with technology, and they kind of glommed onto this idea about getting people outside, be, having living a more sort of carbon friendly lifestyle, and and for folks to who can't afford a car and and you know utilize transportation just in their day to day to day lives. <clears throat> so we built a mobile app and a website, and and that was really kind of. You know that that at that point in my career, I started to learn a, a lot more about, you know, what it would take to build an app and what would it take to support public agencies um, with, you know, some of the work that we're doing now. So, yeah, it's a little bit of 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 my uh, my story. Yeah, and that's a good segue to to outer spatial, um, which what's kind of operates in this nexus, providing kind of guides, notices. Uh, intelligence on our favorite outdoor areas. So tell me a little bit about what Outer Spatial does and what you kind of wanted to do in the future. Yeah. So uh, with Outer Spatial, like kind of going back to my career, I, you know, I was working for these public agencies like the National Park Service and these, a lot of nonprofits in the support role. And you know, always around technology. And, and I was really struggling to see groups spend money inefficiently and not really get a return on their investment. They would they would have some pot of funding that say, hey, we need an app or we need a new cool interactive recreation map. And they'd build something or try to build it or pay someone to build it. And it really wouldn't pan out for them. They wouldn't get much of a return on their investment. And they didn't really, you know, they just kind of struggle, struggle with the technology part and then think about sort of the viability of what they're building and how they're going to sort of right. maintain it over time. And, um, you know, the DNA of, of, of outer spatial, what we're doing now is really about empowering public agencies to take advantage of some of this newer technology and publish their information to visitors. So outer spatial, you know, at the end of the day is a, is a mobile app for, for people to get really great uh, authoritative, accurate current information about the outdoors and find, you know, trails and parks and discover new outdoor activities. So for visitors, for people, you know, it's just a free app, but on the, on the backside of it, it's powered by, you know, the, all the land managers that do all the hard work of, you know, owning and managing and enforcing and restoring, conserving our open spaces. So that's, that's really kind of the unique part of, of outer spatial is it's um, really helping these public agencies they don't have to think about the technology so much. They can do, they can, you know, spend more of their time focusing on the content and the information and, you know, what they do best right. in terms of engaging visitors with good interpretive programs and good information like maps and, um, you know, information about their parks and their trails that ultimately those people that the ones that are actually managing and owning these lands 
they just have a lot of you know unique local knowledge mm-hmm. and i think in the in the outdoor app marketplace we're sort of leaving them out of the picture a little bit and that's what outer spatial is trying to trying to support so you're you're the mediator in between and so I, i'm assuming you're working with some regional parks um state parks are you at the national park level what what kind of i guess what kind of growth are you experiencing on on the kind of public land side yeah so we um you know, we've been focusing the last couple of years on building out the technology and really engaging the the park partners. And so we've started with a handful and now we're, I think we've got uh, 75 plus organizations across the country um, from some of the national partners with, you know, some of the federal agencies, some state agencies, some cities and counties, and then a number of nonprofits in between. <clears throat> Just to give a couple of examples, you know, at the state right. level, working with California state parks, they have it's the largest park district in, in the world, and they've got 280 parks. They have tens of millions of visitors a year, and they don't have a mobile app. You know, They just have their website and their social media accounts, and they've got all this really wonderful, uh, all these great maps and all this great data and content and programming. And they're you know, not unlike a lot of public agencies. They're using a more sort of traditional way to get information to visitors they're you know putting on their website they send out newsletters they've got blog posts but when you're outside recreating you know having a native mobile app is such a better experience in terms of you know being able to access information offline and leverage the phone you know part of your phone and then the the gps and the camera and so um you know with california state parks and and some of our other partners they're they're able to publish their their information out to their visitors through through the mobile app. Uh, we work on a number of other states, you know, a lot of cities and counties. Um, I could list yeah, a bunch yeah. off. I'm not sure if that that makes a lot of sense, but yeah, we've seen a lot of growth on the agency side, and I think as more agencies get engaged and and get on the platform, that's a you know a win for the for the visitors because then they get they get access to that information through the mobile app. Yeah, and you're providing that convenience to those agencies. It seems like they just have to send a couple, well, more than a couple, but but all their feeds over to you, and then you have a way to to modify and rearrange that to fit your platform. Yeah, I mean, we try to make it really uh, the workflow is very efficient and seamless for them. Um, we have a a content management system, just right. like you would manage a website, and you log in and you sort of change your copy and your photos and so forth. It's, it's very similar. But everything is going into the mobile app and it really empowers, you know, the agencies to they can it can kind of be used across their entire um, staff. So you can have, you know, law enforcement folks or maintenance folks or communication people or, you know, the, the, the conservation or sort of restoration focused folks, um, you know, publishing whatever content that they have and whatever their sort of is in their domain. So we train them, we give them the tools, and then we kind of hand over the keys and, and let them run with it. And uh, I think that as they start to see people using the app and you know the app getting a lot of use out in the field, they can get those metrics back on who's using it, what content's most valuable and to users, and that gets them excited. They add more content, and then it creates a... Ultimately, we're, we're trying to create sort of a, um, a way for agencies to get their information out, but also for visitors to contribute back and sort of become kind of stewards of the land and support their local park agencies. And so, um, you know, that communication channel between the two of them, you know, through the app is something that, you know, we're we're building more features to support that uh, moving forward. 
Definitely. And it, and I'm just kind of thinking that of this from a business perspective. We just spend time on you growing your base with, with the agencies, but at the same time, you have a keen interest in growing the number of mobile app users. And so who who would you say is kind of the chief audience right now? Is it is it day hikers? Is it families? Um, is it local school groups? Or is it bad? like, is the intent to hit all of them somehow? And, and how do you kind of go about starting to get more people signing up? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, we're, we're striving to mm-hmm. really provide the, the best outdoor mobile app. You know, we want to make it available to everyone. I think there's a lot of a re- lot of really nice mobile app, uh, recreation apps out in the in the marketplace right, right. now and that provide a lot of value. But they tend to be for, you know, hardcore backpackers or hardcore, you know, trail runners and bikers and kind of the the more fringe and um you know, there's not we don't know of an app out there that does a really good job of just providing the core recreation information, mm. like where are the trails, where are the trailheads, where are the bathrooms, where are the campsites, just like where is everything, what's interesting about them, how can I find them, you know, really um, that in-park experience, you've gotten to the park, you know, how do you navigate around it? Um, so I think, you know, depending on the content, a lot of times um, the, the content really drives what's valuable to the visitors. And you know, we've got groups that are creating really interesting, we have something called outings, which are kind of curated adventures that the agencies and, and partners can put up. And we've got groups like in Portland, Oregon, that have developed, you know, probably 30 or 40 really interesting cool. outings for families, you know, for, for people with young children that want to go to a park and maybe recreate sort of in a playground type environment, hike on a little trail, then maybe grab a, a snack, you know, in between or along that route. So kind of mixing the urban and the and the the natural setting a little bit. And then we've got, you know, groups that are kind of redefining trails. We've got groups that actually um, put, you know, outings in there that are focused on uh, helping people find local art and parks kind of mixed together. So there's some interesting use cases that our, our customers and, and partners have put together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think at the end of the day, that the most important thing for us is to make the outdoors accessible to everyone. Uh, for people who may not have spent a lot of time outside in the past. And, you know, I, I've heard this over and over again where, you know, hey, I want to go out. I want to try something new. I want to go for a hike and, and kind of get my my feet wet with sort of the outdoors. But I don't really know where to start. I don't know what to look for. There's all these websites and it's really hard to navigate everything. And we're trying to make the user experience such that it can make it really easy for folks folks to just discover outdoor opportunities and do everything from, you know, a simple hike on a paved trail, pushing your kids around to, you know, going on a hike on a, on a trail with your friends or, or even, you know, using the app for sort of more sophisticated sort of backcountry travel. So we're, we're, we're really trying to, to hit all, you know, yeah. really make it accessible to everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's a good call. And I, yeah, you calling out some of the niche apps out there. Um, yeah, I use something like the, the gut hook app for, for backpacking when I was out for five days, but this is more kind of that in, in person experience as you're arriving, the arrival experience, if you will, and your planning experience. As I, as I heard you talk about that, it made me think about a lot of the, the parks that you arrive to often struggle with signals. Um, is this something that's easily usable when, you know, you can download it offline and use it without a connection? Yeah. So when you first download the app, obviously you need a connection, right. you know, you need to have a cell or Wi-Fi connection once the app's on your phone. 
it caches a lot of that content locally gotcha. on your device. And, you know, we, we spend a lot of time optimizing that. So it's not taking over all the space on your phone, but, and then once you interact with the information, it sort of dynamically caches nice. content on your phone. And then as you go into the backcountry and you lose coverage, it's really a seamless experience. You don't really notice. Um, it's just sort of there and you can still load up all that content and access um, what you need offline. And I think that's, that technology has really come a long way, even in the last couple of years. And I think you'll see more of that in this space. But I think it's a really a big win for right, right, visitors. Right. Um, you know, we, we definitely advocate for people to know how to spend time outside without, you know, relying on their phone. But the reality is people do spend a lot of time consuming their content on their on their devices. And we know folks are, you know, there's a skyrocketing um, usage of mobile phones in the outdoors. And so we know that people, their expectations are high. So we're, <clears throat> we want to make it so it's not draining your battery, uh, optimize it for that, not taking up space, but then providing that, you know, rich experience that's offline where if you're lost and you want to kind of navigate the trail, it's there for you. And the agencies can put up, you know, their, their geo-reference PDF maps so you can see where you are on the map. They can put up their rules and regulations and, you know, the park brochures and you can have that all offline wherever you are within the park, which um, is, I think, a really big win for, for the visitors um, at the end of the day. It gives them a, a safer, more reliable um, tool to, to make sure they're navigating the parks um, safely and, and having a good time. Yeah. And you, you touched on, you touched on something that, that made me start to think about uh, a little bit more broadly about technology and the outdoors and in all of your time talking to agencies and through your career history on, on kind of how technology's evolved from, you know, just maybe a mapping software or a communication portal what what are you hearing from them in terms of what they want? Is it is it just that you're a vehicle, or is there something more that they're endeavoring to kind of have technology, you know, play in the outdoors industry? You know, beyond beyond the mobile app that you've described to us. I mean, I think that in in the technology and you know, with regard to technology for for park agencies, I mean, they're they struggle with you know staying uh, uh, with the latest and greatest, and I think that. Um, you know, more companies like Outer Spatial are starting to come online with providing quite a more modern technology stacks and doing the heavy lifting on the technology side and really providing uh, a much more cost-effective way for agencies to leverage uh, newer technology. And that's, you know, really for for everything, for, um, you know, all the systems that they run and, and, and manage in their park. I think, you know, a couple of things that are really interesting in, in the mobile app space um, that I think are, are kind of unique and it's sort of cutting edge are, you know, you have all these people walking around with their phones right. and they're, you know, they're basically doing a lot of work on behalf of the agencies without even really knowing it when they use outer spatial the agencies can get a better sense of where those people are because they can, you know, anonymously kind of, you know, look at how folks are navigating around the parks, where they're checking in, where they're, you know, viewing content. And I think one of the things we're trying to do is help people become stewards of their parks and open space. One, just understanding that there is an agency that's behind that particular um, park or trail that sure. they're on. And two, how do they contribute back? How do they support that? You know, everyone loves parks. You know, I think if you ask most people, they would, you know, vote for it or support it. 
but they it's a challenging navigate you know sort of juris, jurisdictional landscape and they don't really understand who owns what or what's you know goes into it so simple things like you're hiking on a trail and allowing the agency to say hey you know we we would love a photo of this trailhead because we don't have a photo of the trailhead and that would help other app users that would help for our internal management system for for uh, maintenance and for just sort of information systems internally so snap a photo with the app load it up and then you know you're you're becoming sort of a steward and you know creating that dialogue between you and the agency and back and forth so that's something that we're trying to support with the outer spatial app and so yeah it's it's pretty exciting i think there's a lot of a lot of opportunity for folks to just support their local park agencies and and learn about who they are and what they do and and for agencies to learn from people and i think that's that, that dialogue and that engagement is missing right now in a pretty significant way yeah and that i mean that crowdsourcing that you're just talking about it just had me had me brainstorming on my side i mean i just finished a hike in which i you know saw four or five down trees and that's something that they want to know from their hikers and if they're fortunate enough for a hiker to come back to the office after their trip and fortunate enough to actually see them and talk to them and get that information that's something they can act on um but without information regarding you know trail condition or as you were mentioning just kind of trail use and heavy use or light use they have to send their folks out to go do that research when when we could be doing the research for them uh, just by having our phone on us yeah so that, that's just i mean super interesting yeah, absolutely. There's a there's a ton of opportunities, whether it's actively supporting, like I'm a volunteer, I'm going to go out and I'm going to take photos of down trees and report those back or mm-hmm. just passively, you know, I, like you said, you went on a hike, you're out there. And, you know, most people, it's not that big of a deal. And I think they get it, they would get excited about the opportunity to contribute back. And I mean, really, a lot of our parks and open spaces are completely free. And you know, we're, we're, we're going out, it, it takes time and money and effort to manage those. And everyone wants the bathrooms to be clean and the trails mm-hmm. to be, you know, really nice trails that don't have a lot of erosion. And it, it's a, it's a tremendous amount of work. And, you know, I think outer spatial is starting to provide a really easy way for groups, you know, just for individuals and folks to contribute back. And that's, you know, I think that's a critical thing for the agencies because they're under-resourced, understaffed, they're underpaid. And they, you know, a lot of these groups are managing tens of thousands of, you know, acres or, or more. And even in small parks, I mean, it's just hard to get people out on the ground. It's very sure. know, time intensive and cost intensive to send folks out to, to, to map everything out. So when you have folks already out there and, you know, not everyone's going to map everything and, and, and contribute everything back. But if we can make it really easy for them to do that and support those groups with photos and comments and feedback. Um, and just really as simple as using the app and, and, and allowing the, the groups to actually anonymously, you know, see where folks are going, even that's super valuable to the agency. So <clears throat> I think there's a lot of really great opportunities for folks to not have to do too much, but feel good about uh, supporting and contributing back the park agencies. Yeah. And it's just a good call. And I'll say it again, the, the amount of deferred maintenance they have, they're playing catch up all the time. So for us to have a vehicle in which uh, we could provide some of that feedback just to help them have more eyes and ears, I, it just sounds awesome. And I'm, I'm excited for the direction of, of outer spatial. So what's, what's next? I know it's, you know, adding more features, getting more users, but is there any, 
any nugget that you want to share with us that's that's coming down the road? Yeah, I mean, right now we've um, we've brought on a couple of really exciting organizations like the state of Hawaii, state of Alaska, and state of California. So those are th- three big, really uh, really big state park agencies. So you'll start to see a lot more data and content come in some of these bigger states and. So that that's pretty exciting. I think we want to continue to engage, um, you know, big important partners like that, as well as the small groups. So right. just growing our our kind of uh, partner base um, and scaling that out. But I, you know, the reality is there are there are many you know, like thousands of these organizations, and it's going to take a lot of time. So I think we're gonna we're gonna start being a little more more proactive. A lot of this data and information is publicly available. You can. You know, that's sort of our special sauce is it's, it's actually really hard to get in, aggregate it and clean it up and get it all organized and get it into the app. So I think we're going to be more proactive and, and go and track some of that information down, get it in the app. So the app is more usable for more people, more places. And then as the user base grows, you know, engage, engage the agencies and have them kind of come in after the fact. Up until this point, we've we've kind of only you know, publish information out if the agency is on board with the platform. And, you know, we're going to, we're going to continue to do that, but I think we're going to be more proactive about loading information across the country for folks. Um, and, you know, I think that one of the most important things for us is to continue to learn, you know, learn from visitors and learn from land managers. We're constantly sending folks out, interviewing folks on the ground. And, you know, I could, our team could spend all day saying, I think this feature would be really great, mm-hmm. or I think this would be really valuable to land managers. But, when you get out there and you talk to people and all different kinds of people, you learn so much about what is really valuable to them in sort of a, a mobile app type environment. And we learn stuff every time. So just continuing to to learn from our visitors and the community and then, um, you know, listen to the land managers in terms of what's going to be most valuable for them, you know, just scale and, and grow the application. And that's one of our key things that we're focused on. But um, yeah, we're very excited. And we're launching some really cool new features and yeah, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun and we're excited about the future. Awesome. Well, I am excited for it. If you haven't downloaded the app yet, it's outer spatial. Uh, so go check it out on your phone. I do want to end with one more question. Um, it's our, our famed trails and ales part of this, of the show in which we ask you to kind of give us your favorite brewery trail combo um i'd assume it's going to be from the state of california but it can be from anywhere where, where would you recommend people go out and hike and after they finish the hike uh a, a local brewery for them to pop into well, that's a great question so um i'll start that with saying i, I just wanted to say thanks and, and give a shout out to my colleagues so my co-founder jeremy and then my colleagues nate and marcia and jason nice and soon to be another colleague joel as we grow but um, wonderful team. I mean, they're really why we're making the progress we're making. So I want to thank them. And, and also, it's a good segue to my co-founder and, and good friend, Jeremy, um, left the Bay Area a few years ago and moved up to Bend, Oregon. Okay. And um, it's a wonderful spot. We're actually working with the, the Deschutes National Forest and, uh, you know, Bend Park and Rec and, and, and the state parks and some other folks in the Bend area. And yeah, yeah. they have a, an ale trail called the Ben Ale Trail. And um, it's it, it's actually like a, a trail you like, you know, hike from brewery to brewery. And, um, you know, that just top of mind for me was no, fairly recently. And we went to, to, to the Deschutes, the Deschutes Brewery and um, had a really good time kind of cruising around having a few beers after some hikes. So 
Um, I'll, I'll throw that one out there. It's not local here to California. I, I have a, a long list of ones here I enjoy here in California, but the Deschutes National Brewery or Deschutes Brewery up in Bend would be um, would be my spot. And then the, there's a really wonderful trail near out of, just out of town called the Deschutes River Trail. So going for a nice trail run and then swinging by and having a beer at the end of the day, I think uh, cool. would be my boat boat that's top of mind right now. Well, I- I will I will make sure to include links to those. I've got to look up the Bandale Trail. I'm close enough for, for me to go visit that place. So again, want to thank you for your time today. I enjoyed our conversation on the intersection of, of technology and the outdoors, and I'm excited for all the things that are about to come. All right. Thanks so much, Riley. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Ryan.